repentance and remission of sins. Two topics so essential to us, the Lord Jesus Christ emphasized them to some of his last words before his ascension. Let's explore these crucial things as Brother Darren Venus joins us here on Truth Traveler. Hey folks, Brother Albert here for Canon K. K non K means heart to heart in Haitian Creole. Canon K is a 501c3 charitable organization bridging the hearts of those more fortunate with those who are less fortunate in the island nation of Haiti. Canon K provides meals, clean water, housing, education, clothing, and medical services for the underserved kids of Haiti. In addition to two fully functioning children's home complexes, a school for the local community, English as a second language classes, a place for the local neighborhood kids to come play after school with the soccer field, and a medical clinic. Your support helps supply clean water to a local fishing village, a transition house for older kids stepping into adulthood, and support to many other local orphanages in the area. Your tax-deductible donation will go a long way to help make a difference for so many in Haiti. Learn more at kanonk.org. That's K-E-N-A-N-K-E dot org. Thank you. And welcome again to another episode, episode 10 of Truth Traveler. I am here in the lovely home of Brother Darren Venus. Uh, welcome, Brother Darren, to Truth Traveler. It's Thank good you. to have you live this time. Yeah, live this time. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's a, a pleasure. I feel extremely inadequate sitting in a seat that I know was vacated by Brother Ernie this oh, week. no, not at all. Uh, not but at all. Uh, I am very much looking forward to the discussion today. Most, if not all, of our uh, listeners uh, probably don't realize, uh, you know, one of the big reasons that I really want to include you many times over on this podcast is your experience in Bible, in leading uh, championship Bible quizzing teams uh, you know, you don't just get there by, no. <laughs> you know, there's a slew of Bible quizzing trophies at our local assembly and a lot of it's due in much to this man right here. He is a lover of the word of God and uh, I definitely want to draw from that resource. I was thinking today, um, and this happened a couple of weeks ago that started this whole topic off. Uh, I was listening to another podcast uh, called God's Word for Life. Uh, it was an episode that was back in March, I believe. It was the Holy Week. Uh, okay. And he was talking. Um, can't remember the exact topic. I'd have to look it up. But the thing that just reached out. You know how God's Word sometimes reaches out and grabs right. you and surprises you? Absolutely. You've, you've heard and read these scriptures all your life. But then suddenly a light bulb pops on in your head. And, you know... A connection is made and it just floors you. Paul and says it's an allegory. It's got so many layers and levels. It yes. just continues to grab you. I mean, it lasts all our life and then some before we would wear it out. Yes, but, sir. Uh, um, what he spoke on and the verses he quoted, I want to read from you in Luke chapter 24. This, uh, as a matter of context, was the, some of the last words to his disciples of Jesus before his ascension. This is after he... Uh, was crucified and rose again. And in verse 45, he said, Then he opened, 
opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And some this light just popped in my head and I said, this is the exact phrase, the exact wording that Peter used on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2.38 when he said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. So that tells me that not only repentance is vitally important, but also this topic, this idea of remission of sins. These is two things Jesus commanded us to be preached mm-hmm. throughout the whole world. You know, that's to you and me and everybody on down through the ages. This is not something that was just um, applicable to them of the first century. This is for all of us. Right, and I think there are several just really key um, points in that portion of Scripture that you read that I, that I think we will probably hit on as we go through this discussion today. Um, the first of which I'd like to say is just the first words that you read. And I'm glad you started at verse 45 mm-hmm. um, because there are just some understandings in the Word that only come when the Lord opens your hearts yes. to understanding. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I would encourage, obviously, all of us, your Truth Traveler listeners as well as the rest of us, that when we start... Um, talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ and the mystery of that gospel and the revelation of that gospel that Paul has given to us so beautifully and thoroughly mm-hmm. in his epistles, um, it, it just absolutely behooves us to seek understanding through the Holy Spirit and through the Lord. It's kind of like that treasure in the field. We have to go dig for it. It's not just going to drop on us like rain. <laughs> Absolutely. Because it's, you know, there are a lot of voices out there in yes. the wind. Yes. And they all have significance, Paul tells us that. Um, but the ability to hear the voice of the shepherd um, when he speaks mm-hmm. um, and to understand the, the scriptures in the way that he would have us understand them is so important and, and I think that's one of the first things that we must really sort of baseline ourselves in when we study the Word. So I'm, I'm glad you started with that verse because I think it's so key um, that, of course, this was all happening, as you said, after the resurrection, before mm-hmm. the ascension of Christ. Um, and there were this time there of, you know, 40 days where the Lord walked with the disciples and taught them. And, right. and there were just things that he could that they couldn't get. Mm-hmm. Until he opened their eyes. Right, right. Had to have that revelation. Yes, sir. So, uh, yes, repentance and remission. So, Jesus, in making this point, in giving this commandment, I mean, it sounds like something that's pretty important that we shouldn't leave either of these aspects out, that it's more than just a good idea. A lot of people. They want to say that, uh, and I'll just go ahead and say, equate this remission of sins, as I understand it, in baptism, um, that it's important. There are a lot of people out there that are saying, oh, well, it's something you ought to do. It's something like a public declaration of your faith. But, you know, it's like, oh, it's not a salvation issue. It's not really that important. Uh, Some people, you know, even understanding what repentance is. Is it a simple, you know, go to the altar one time, have a good cry, and say, I'm sorry, God? 
And I think that's so key, right? When we enter into any discussion, you should definitely have an understanding of the definition of the terms of that discussion. Definitely. And and in this case, we're speaking about repentance and remission of sins specifically. Um, And that repentance, I think, as you said, is sometimes Mm ill-defined by a lot of people in the world, right? They seem to just think that, you know, either it's a one-time, I'm sorry, Lord, I accept you, Lord, save me, Lord. And mm-hmm. then from there, it's sort of, um, I'm covered, you know, by right, the grace right. of the Lord. Um, or they, they, they see it only as, um, asking for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does absolutely include that, right. but it is actually the term repentance means to turn away from. Right. And it is really speaking to us about a, a conscious decision. Yes. To be forgiven for our sin, but also to to make that decision and that commitment to move away from the thing that we know is not right in our lives toward the God um, that provides that forgiveness for us. And that reminds me um, of uh, something we learned <laughs> many, <clears throat> many, many moons ago. I uh, lived out my boyhood dream and uh, got my pilot's license over here at Marion. Oh, that's so cool. So, yeah, it was something I always wanted to do, and I finally got to do it. And one of the main things is a VFR, Visual Flight Rules Pilot, mm-hmm. just a basic, you know, guy getting up and you stay away from the clouds. You know, there are actually rules as to how many feet you Because then you, you get into radar-type flying and that kind well, of stuff. Well, you lose your uh, vision, you know, you're flying blind, and your body will tell you things. Yeah, you will get disoriented. And so many people have been killed like that. So they teach us a maneuver because clouds can form around you, uh, you know, within a matter of a minute or two if the humidity is right and everything. And you could find yourself in trouble without trying to get in trouble. So one of the maneuvers they teach you is the 180. Uh, if you find yourself too close to a cloud or, you know, it develops around you and you lose your visibility, uh, you instantly go to your instruments. You, you keep the wings, you know, you keep um, the nose from climbing or falling and you use your instruments to initiate a turn 180 degrees in the opposite direction and you'll get yourself back out of trouble. And I view repentance kind of like that, having to do that 180 degree turn because we go from our self-will and the things that we want to do to what God wants to do. And I think that's a great illustration. And I think it's, it also leads into the understanding that that can happen more than once. Yes. At any time. Yes. Um, and I love the way you say that you, you find yourself in trouble and you, it just sort of happens and you're in a bad situation or you've, you found yourself, um, in, in the discussion we're having, you found yourself, um, not being able to, you know, quite stand up to the temptation that was there, and you you may have fallen, yes. or you may have done something that that you're not proud of, or that right. you know didn't please the Lord. Um, we are human, and we always will be. <laughs> absolutely, and that's the that's the battle, right? That's yeah. the battle that we all have in us, and lifelong. Um, yeah. It is, and it until the Lord comes, um, and we're perfected, um, we'll continue to have that battle. But that that happens to us daily, and and I think that one of the key things that as you alluded to in the opening that so many people um, don't um, sort of fully grasp is is the concept of living a repentant life. Okay. Not just, I'm sorry, forgive me now. Um, but, I mean, 
a life that is lived in a state of repentance, if that makes sense, as opposed to just, yes. I'm cruising along. When I do something wrong, I say, I'm sorry, and I move on down yeah. the road. In my notes, I've got a little thing called tick the box, and I've been guilty of this in younger life. You know, it's just like, okay, I know I need to repent. I know I need to be baptized. Check the box, check the box. Okay, I'm good, you know, but yeah. it's not like that. <laughs> and we do that, right? We like to sort of type classify those kind of things. So what's the gospel of salvation? Well, I have to do A, B, and C. I have to repent, be baptized, and get the Holy Ghost. Well, mm-hmm. I have to I have to live a life of repentance. Right. Um, and as we'll get to here in a moment, I'm sure, and, and I have to have my sins remitted. And, and, and it's not just being baptized and going down. There are things that happen there, right? Right. Um, and then I have to do my, my best to live a life of holiness when the Spirit of the Lord comes into me. Um, through the Holy Ghost. So there, it's a lifelong um, pursuit, mm-hmm. um, and it certainly has its benefits. And, and you and I, I think, would, would both say uh, emphatically, I don't know how anyone lives without the Holy Spirit of God in their life. Exactly, exactly. We need Him uh, not only to illuminate His Word to us and help us to understand, but just... Uh, I mean, there's discernment. There's you know that tap on the shoulder saying, "Hey, you know, you're is this in line with my word? You know, hey, come on." <laughs> and, and how many times? I, and we probably don't even know the answer to this, brother Albert. But how many times, at least that you are aware of, have you 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 know you woken up years down the road and realized, "Wow, God saved me from something that I didn't even know was there at yes, the time." Yes, his grace and his mercy becomes more magnified as we realize all the things he's, you know, he, you know, helped us through, you know, when we deserved his judgment, you know, he gave us grace. Absolutely. And, mercy. and, and I, not to diverge from the topics, but you know, we, we sort of check the boxes, like you say, you know, yes. I've done this, um, sort of like that rich young ruler. What do I have to do? You're right. You right. Know, exactly. Um, That's but it's example. really more than that. It's a pursuit. Um, it's a lifelong pursuit of him, and it starts with that first step of repentance. I want to live that life of repentance, and I think once you understand what that really is, mm-hmm. um, you can sort of um, learn to discern what is real doctrine versus what is false doctrine in right. some of these areas. Right? Um, as you as you know, you know there are many of those that say, um, you know, if you just just say one time, Lord, I'm sorry, and you say, I'm going to do my best, then from there on out, that grace will cover your sins, and there's nothing else that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't believe, obviously, that that's biblical. Um, and I think a great place to start with the study of those kind of things is Romans chapters 5 and especially chapter 6. Let's get into that. That's uh, definitely uh, so much to learn here. Romans is... is in my opinion, Paul's uh, theological dissertation of the gospel of Christ. Um, obviously, he states a lot of things in there that he states in a lot of other epistles. Um, but to me, it's just probably the most concisely articulate um, writing and explanation of all things associated with the gospel of Jesus Christ. In fact, I think the thematic verse of the book of Romans is chapter 1, verse 16, where he says, which is a familiar verse, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on to tell us what the rest of the book is going to be about, which is it is the power of God unto salvation, Mm -hmm. um, and therein is the righteousness of God revealed. 
Um, and so understanding what the book of Romans really is, um, I think will help us understand some of what we talk about as we get into chapter six. Um, but we'll, we, we kind of start with remission here. He starts with in the first part of this book. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to give a brief synopsis, and please interrupt me if I talk too no, much. No, you're, no, you're doing great. Do you're doing great. You're... <laughs> um, just to give a brief synopsis, the, the last portion of chapter five is really about the grace of God and the abundance of the grace of God and how much that that grace will overcome any obstacle in your life. You know, um, there the verse, uh, I think it's verse 21, maybe somewhere in that area, Paul says um, that where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. In other words, there is no amount of sin that can exist in your life or mine that grace can't cover. Yes, thank God. And amen to that. Yeah. Thank God for that. <laughs> we need it. Um, but I think the natural human tendency is to then think, okay, well then I'm good, you know? Um, and so I love the, the next portion when we flip over to, to chapter 6, verse 1, it, Paul addresses that natural tendency immediately. Mm-hmm. He says, what shall we say then? Um, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And I I, I do a lot of Darren paraphrasing. <laughs> That's uh, fine. I'm trying to bring it into my <laughs> modern vocabulary. Um, and to me, what he's saying there is just simply, does that mean I can just do whatever I want? Mm, yeah. And and the answer is emphatic in that, in that mm. next verse. He says, God forbid. Yes. I mean, the, the very definition of sin, you know, in my mind, is separation from God. It's more than just an evil act, you know. It's that separation. And, uh, you know, why would God, you know, want that in our lives at all? If we're trying to get closer to God, we don't want to be separated from Him. So It makes sense, right? The very thing that separated <clears throat> us from God in the first place mm-hmm. was a sinful act. Yes. And so as creatures of a sinful nature... If we allow ourselves to follow after that nature, we are creating that separation right, from right. God. Um, and Paul addresses that in the latter portion of this chapter. If you were to skip down, and we'll, we'll skip over the first portion and come back to that in a minute, but he goes through and he talks to us about remission of sins, and, and, and I do want to touch on that later about the importance of, of baptism and the way that you're baptized. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, if, but if we were to, to look down in verse say, um, 12 there of that chapter of Romans chapter 6, and I'm reading from the King James Version, but don't worry, I'll give you the Darren paraphrase version. <laughs> he, says, uh, he says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Don't give sin control over yourself, right? Right. Um, Neither, he said in verse 13, yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. Don't allow yourself to be found doing the things that are sinful. Don't mm-hmm. let your your body, your members, your mind, your thoughts become instruments for sin. Um, but yield yourselves unto God, he says, as those that are alive from the dead. In other words, you've died to sin. You've been brought to life in Christ. Mm-hmm. Act that way. Right. Um, Otherwise, it's like you're trying to uh, serve two masters. And I love when we get down here in just a couple of verses, he, he shows us something that I think is so important to the discussion. Um, Yield your members as righteousness unto God. If we then go to verse 16, it says this, Don't you know that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are? Mm-hmm. In other words, you're not automatically always in this thing. 
you have the ability by your actions, by the way that you behave, by where you place your priorities, right? By who you yield yourself a servant mm-hmm. to, to remove yourself outside of this saving relationship. We still have our free will. We still have our free yeah. will. And he's, he tells us this here. And I think it's in direct opposition to some of those um, doctrines that we hear today that would say otherwise, right? right? I think Paul is very clear here and he tells us, hey, if you go around committing sin, you're a sinner. Right. You know, you, exactly. you know, it's you've you've made this decision to remove yourself outside of this sort of grace of God umbrella, mm-hmm. um, and to to put yourself back in a condition where you're in need of salvation again. Right. Right. So the once saved, always saved thing just doesn't fly. Does it doesn't it? fly to me in the face of these verses. I, yes. I really I struggle <clears throat> with um, understanding the the sort of the legitimacy of that mm-hmm. given what I believe are very clear yes, instructions right here, right here from in black Paul. and white. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, and there are many other versions of this that you can read that even make it more plain in, you know, modern day English terms, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to, you know, sometimes we trip and fall over the King James English. Um, right. but I think it's very it's very clear here that Paul is telling us, you know, don't don't do that. But instead Yield yourselves unto God. Follow after the things of God. Be the servant of God because it's in that that you find life, right? And we all know that famous verse at the end of Romans there, 6.23 says, the wages of sin. In other words, the result, right? The thing that you're going to receive as a result of your sinful uh, nature and life is death. Right. Uh, But the gift of God is eternal life. And so um, I, 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 like you, I struggle with that concept of repentance as just a a one-time mm-hmm. uh, thing. To me, um, in order to achieve what Paul is telling us here that we, we should be striving for, um, it's definitely something it would behoove us to live our lives in a state of repentance before the Lord daily. You know, Paul said in another place, I die daily. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. I'm sorry, I've hogged the entire discussion. No, no, I, 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 I want to hear from you. That's definitely <laughs> that's definitely good. You you are Mr. Romans to me <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> well, you referred to the Bible quizzing, which you know I'm sure your listeners don't know what that is, but it's basically a scholar bowl type activity mm-hmm. where young people will memorize a book of the Bible and answer questions. I did once as a team. I remember it was First Samuel, and uh, memorizing was just the hardest thing for me. So it is it, extremely I, <laughs> challenging. I did not stay it's, with it. I'll tell you what, it's an activity for young minds, not old minds. I yes. can tell you that. Yes. Um, but as a, as a young man, I did, did that and memorized this book of Romans, and, and just since then, it's just kind of stuck. Right, and, and as the word says, you've hid that word in your heart, and it, you know that you might not depart from God, and you, it stays with you your whole life. One thing that did stay with me uh, in Sunday school was that we had to offer, and uh, I'm sure you know the men. I don't know if it was uh, the brother Steinmetz that was my Sunday school teachers back then, mm-hmm. but they had an offer that if we memorized all the books of the Bible in order, uh, we would get a new Bible with our name on it. So, one thing I did was able to accomplish was and got that in my heart. That helps me today, absolutely, in in navigating the Bible. Absolutely, that's a that's. There's an intimidation factor that's not there. Mm -hmm. I think 
Um, I think that when you talk about the Bible and somebody opens the Bible and they just see the volume of it, right, it right. can be intimidating. Where do I go? What do was, I do? Was it 1,144 I mean, chapters or something? Some, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I know it's 67 <laughs> unique and different books yes, yes. Um, compiled in a volume, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the beauty of that, of course, as we know, is that the central theme of every single one of those books is Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. And the plan of God from the time of... The initial fall of man until the day that um, you know the last verse is written in the in the book of Revelation of John um, is revealed to us through that book, and it's a beautiful thing. Uh, but I think just by understanding even how to navigate it, mm-hmm. it removes a little bit of that intimidation factor, makes yeah. us a little more comfortable with it's it. It's helped me through my life. I mean, you know, and and many of the uh, verses that we hear over and over again that does lodge in your heart, and that you know. Becomes a part of you, and that's what I would say. I, you know, and I feel like I'm getting a little off topic here, but these are these are uh, valuable things to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you know, even if there are things that you don't understand, read it. As a 19 year old, I did not understand the depth of the theological premises and principles that Paul was trying to teach us in the book of Romans. Mm-hmm. I was memorizing words on a page and repeating those words. Right, right, right. yeah. Um, but as I have lived my life, mm-hmm. the Lord has showed me through my life experiences, through the teachings of others, through prayer, through, as we talked about earlier, through him opening my understanding, so much depth and so much um, help mm-hmm. to me has come from that just because I took the time to, to to know it, even though I didn't understand it. Right. And I think there's your, so much value there. Your curiosity has arisen, and you start studying it, and yeah, <laughs> it just grows. And So even if you're reading through somewhere and you have no idea what this means, I think there's value there. Because at yes. some point down the road, the Lord is going to spring something in your mind and say, hey. Remember this? Yeah. And you're going to go, oh. <laughs> yeah. Especially, um, you know, for a lot of your audience um, has has sort of a lot of a lot of um, time to contemplate and meditate as they travel, as they drive. And I feel like the Lord can use those moments yes. to, to speak. Yes. I hope we're uh, doing something useful and helpful and uh, <laughs> blessing to people. Well, you've blessed Definitely. me. I can tell you that. And you wouldn't mm-hmm. say this, but I will say this. I, I know a portion of your podcast was used in a message in our home church uh, yesterday morning that was very impactful um, for the church there. Um, and just one of the topics that you and Brother Ernie had spoken about and some of the things that each of you had said mm-hmm. um, was brought out um, by another one of the young ministers in our church. And, and I, I found it to be extremely personally impactful. I know many other people did too. So even if it's just for one, <laughs> some good is being done. Uh, good deal, good deal. But uh, getting back to our discussion yes, here. Yes, yeah, that sorry was rabbit that. trail number one. Yeah, that that was, was, <laughs> we get back it probably that. won't be the last. This uh, is part of my personality, so bear with me, folks. Uh, that was the uh, Truth Traveler commercial. <laughs> yes. Um, I do want to talk about remission, though. Absolutely. Um, because I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand with the discussion that you and Brother Ernie had a couple of weeks ago about atonement. Yeah. Right. So let's start with that. That's kind of one of those $10 words that not everybody understands, the term remission. What does that mean? It simply means the wiping away of, okay. the blotting out of. your sins. When your sins are remitted, see, there is a difference between the covenant that existed between God and mankind in the Old Testament as we know it. Right. And the covenant that exists between God and mankind in the New Testament as we know it. Um, and that difference is centered around the person of Jesus Christ. 
Because what Jesus Christ did that could not be done under the old covenant was make himself a sacrifice that was so perfect Mm -hmm. that it did not just cover up the sin and move forward the sin as it was done in the old covenant. Right. Um, as Brother Ernie alluded to often in a previous discussion, the blood of bulls and goats could not save them. Right. right. Yeah. The Day of uh, Atonement was good for one and year. And that's all and, they had yeah. was the blood of bulls and goats. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the only kind of blood they had. And I loved the discussion that you all had about the blood and the life of the flesh is in the blood. You went to Leviticus 17.11. Um, and so those discussions are so pertinent leading into this talk about remission, right? Because now it's not just that you have that atonement for one year. Right. Now your sins that have been covered by the blood of the perfect sacrifice yes. are not um, covered. They're gone. Yes. And that's the difference. That's the remission of sins. And I think that's the, that's the beauty of... Um, the fortune that we have of living in the day that we live in. Oh yes, we are so much more blessed. I don't think most of us could even survive or make it in the Old Testament. But there are things that we uh, that must happen in order for that to take place. Okay. Um, and there are some key things that I feel like you know the the portion of scripture that you read talks about um, uh, the remission of sins in Jesus in my name. Jesus said yes. And I think that's so, so, so key. And I know as well as you do that that many people refer to that portion of Scripture in Matthew 28 that says, Go ye therefore into all the world and baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Um, and, you know, there are, there are so many, um, I don't know if this word is a real word or not, but debunks mm-hmm. that... that uh, exist to the philosophy that says, well, therefore I'm just going to baptize in the titles or it's just a choice. We can do either one. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you look throughout the entirety of the book of Acts, um, you won't find one place where anybody ever baptized right. in the titles. It and was always in Jesus' name. That was one point I did want to make sometime in this podcast that was uh, the book of Acts, a lot of people may not realize, is our example. It's more than just church, early church history. This is the way they did it. When Jesus told them to go do it, yeah. you know, then we see the examples of how to do it in the book of Acts. And, and I think that's one thing that maybe sometimes people don't connect the dots with, right, is the people that were doing it in the book of Acts are the people that were standing there that day that he was talking to. Yes. It's yes. the same men. Right, right. It's not they told somebody and they told somebody and they told somebody. Those same men went having heard the words of Christ, having had their understanding opened, as we talked about, mm-hmm. and then went and baptized in Jesus' name every single time. Right, and they got results. And they got results. <laughs> yes. And I think that, again, going back to Romans chapter 6, it reveals to us an understanding of why that is so important. Um, and, and we can start, if you wouldn't mind, I just to kind Absolutely. of read a few Absolutely. verses of Scripture here. Would you mind, do you have that handy, Brother Albert? Would you mind to read... Um, mm-hmm. Maybe starting with verse um, 3 and maybe going through verse 6. In Romans 6? Mm-hmm. All right, verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? So what occurred at his death, right? He, his flesh was killed off. Right. And so when we then are baptized 
into Jesus Christ, our flesh is killed off. We are crucified in that way. That old man passes right. away, right? In a spiritual sense. In a spiritual yes. sense, right? Obviously, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like he told Nicodemus, you know, you can't be, you can't see the kingdom of heaven unless you're born again. Right. Well, Nicodemus's mind was only in a natural sense. Exactly. How can exactly. I be born again? Uh-huh. Uh, the Lord was talking to him in a spiritual sense, right. as, as Paul is to us here. Go yes. ahead. Chapter, uh, verse 4, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So what happens there in that whole process of baptism? It's so much more, um, it's, there's so much more to it than just, I'm just getting wet, right? Exactly. Or I'm checking or a box. Or doing a ceremony, right? Yes. yes. It, there's something actually spiritually significant that is happening there. Yes. And we are being buried with Christ so that we can be buried with him. And just like he rose Mm -hmm. from the grave, the same spirit, the same power that resurrected him into a newness of life Mm -hmm. spiritually now does the same for us. And let me throw you a softball here. Uh, How do we know that we are buried with him rather than just being buried? Well, I don't know. We could just say the titles, (laughs) couldn't we? Yes. And And I just, obviously I'm... And I and I'm uh, that's a joke, obviously. Yes, and that's so key. Yes, because we we have to say the name of Jesus Christ to yeah. know that I am tying myself to this man yeah. and to the salvation that comes through him. Uh, one of the things that I think is so interesting about the the first ever gospel message preached, which we know to be Peter's message Mm -hmm. in Acts chapter 2. Day of Pentecost. The majority of those verses in Acts chapter 2 are about one thing, making sure that we all know and that they all knew which Jesus Peter was talking about. If you read that portion of Scripture and those verses, he is very... Uh, clearly making sure that there is no confusion right. about who it is that ha- that died and that came back and is now coming in the form right. of the Spirit. There was a lot of Jesuses back in that day. A and lot it's, of people named it's important because it has to be Him. Yes, yes. It has to be Him or else we're, we're not in a new covenant. Right. Because He was the perfect sacrifice. So if we're not tying ourselves to Him, we're not doing it effectively. Right. We're not right. putting ourselves in that new covenant. And that's why, and I love there's a the the ESV version of the Bible says that that we are instead of buried, we are united yes. with him. Wow. And we literally tie ourselves to Christ. Which is a covenant. Yes. Exactly. Cool. Through that process of baptism. And the result of that is the remission, the wiping away taking what was a scarlet-stained, mm-hmm. uh, sinful life uh, and, and washing it and making it clean. And so um, it's so, so, so important, I yes. think, uh, to, uh, to understand not just, you know, the baptism is important, but if you're not doing it <clears throat> biblically in a way that, that ties us to the Christ, the Messiah yes. of our salvation, then it's not having its full effect. Right. I'm reminded of a uh, saying uh, Brother Jeff Arnold 
on one of his preaching tapes many, many years ago, he said, uh, you know, if Jesus Christ is Lord of all, if he is sovereign, if he is, you know, the king of the universe, his name is higher than any other name, why would you not be baptized in his name? You know, there, there's none higher. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, there, there are a lot of things about modern day um, secular theology that confuse me, mm-hmm. that I don't understand. Yeah. And this is one of them too. I mean, even if you were to think that it was a choice, why would you choose anything but? But the name above yeah. all names. Yeah, exactly. I, I, again, I personally, I don't believe it is a choice from the perspective of, do you want it to be doing what you actually need it to be doing? Yes. Um, you know, in, in a spiritual sense, in, in that way, there's no choice. If, if you're not calling out the name of Jesus and tying yourself to the man, Jesus Christ, and the sacrifice that he did as the Son of Man and as the Son of God, right? Um, then my, that baptism is not effective in its intended purpose. Yes. Well, my eternity is on the line. I want the best. <laughs> Why yes. would you take a chance? Yes. Why would you take a chance? Yes, well, exactly. Um, so continue with verse 5. Uh, yeah, we can we can wrap it up with verse 5. Yeah, that's fine. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Um actually, would you um Yeah, that's good. That we can stop there. And what we're what we're really starting to lead into here is the third step. Right. In that salvation experience, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, once we have repented, once we have made a, a committed decision to move away from the things that we um, have have previously pursued. And, and you know, it's so hard um, to give up sometimes our own aspirations, uh-huh. our own um, maybe even dreams, our own goals, all of those things. We have to we need to yield those things to the Lord. Yeah. And that's the hard thing. Um, it's is so to, difficult. You know, we we've been on the king of our or the throne of our own life so long, and now we need to take get off the throne and put Jesus on. And that's so well said. I mean, yeah. we are we sit on the we all <laughs> we like to think yeah. that we sit on the throne of our own lives. Um, the reality is that um, either one of us could get a phone call as we sit here right now, and we would be the farthest thing from in charge of what's happening in our oh, own yes. lives. Yes. Um, and, and that's, that's the beauty of allowing the Lord to sit on that throne because that same thing can never be said mm-hmm. if he's sitting on the throne. Yeah. And just the, the fact that he's omniscient, he knows everything. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows what's best for us and he's looking out for us. He wants what's best for us. You know, I, I have no problem in trusting him. In Absolutely. Like, you know, there's an expert, you know, running my life now. So and he's never, ever surprised. Yes. Yes. And so again, this verse is really just kind of leading us into that next phase. And that is the receiving of that newness of life, which is that infilling of the Holy Ghost that we have referred to multiple times uh, that happened for the first time in Acts chapter two. Mm -hmm. Um, The promise. Absolutely. Um, And so I'm not sure, you know, where we're at on time or how much further you want to go in the discussion, but um, I feel like we've, we've done a pretty good job of, of uh, so far talking to, um, sort of the the importance of repentance and mm-hmm. what that really means, yes. Um, and and the necessity of doing that on a continual basis, and that's something I think we can't overstate. Mm-hmm. Is just the need to to do that continually in our everyday lives, and I think there's a stigma sometimes that's attached to that, 
that when you think, you know, oh, I need to repent, mm-hmm. you know, you say, Brother Albert, you need to repent. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first thing somebody might think is, oh, what did, what did Brother Albert uh, do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's well, a, there's yeah. a juicy story beyond there's something yeah, going this. on there. We can't <laughs> wait to see the Facebook post about this one. Oh, boy. Somebody will put it in the comments for sure. <laughs> well, you know what? That's the truth. That's right. what you tend right. to think. And I think that that's a mis, uh, a misconstruing of the truth. I think the reality mm-hmm. is we need to stay living in a repentant life. Right. Right. Uh, because if we don't, we take a chance on yielding our members to sin instead of to the Lord. Yes. Um, and so we crucify ourselves. We die daily. And, and then um, that remission of sins that occurs, um, because here's the thing. That baptism, that remission that occurs there covers our sins. But there's a, there's a pretty good chance that that's not going to be the last time I ever sin in my lifetime. Exactly. I mean, we're <laughs> we are flesh. We're going to be human till the day we die. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, we get angry. The Bible says, "Be angry and sin not." And me in my career uh, driving uh, through areas like St. Louis in a fuel tanker truck, and you know, sometimes things happen. <laughs> And uh, God helped me to stay on the straight and narrow, so to speak. Hey, and, I uh, have. I have not let it get. I, I if 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 the Lord wasn't with me, I can tell you that road rage would be a problem yes, for me. Yes, and, yes. And, and I just uh, because there's just a lot of, and I'll just say silly mm-hmm. people out there. Oh yeah, uh, driving as as your listeners know more than anyone. Right. Yeah. I, you're probably you may be battling with it in the next five minutes. Yes. <laughs> or it may have just happened right now. You know, yes. Maybe this is a spontaneous <laughs> word from the Lord for somebody right now as you listen to this. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, and, and I think that understanding that um, and knowing that we've got to take those things to the Lord continually and he will, the remission exists mm-hmm. forever, Yes, but we have to take them back to the Lord and let him apply those, that to our, that blood, right. Yeah. To that sin that we have committed or that um, error. And, you know, I think we, again, you know, we're speaking of sin and, and I, I don't want to get too tangential, but I think these things are all relevant to the discussion. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know we we think about um, these acts of of just you know horrible uh, immorality or mm-hmm. sexual promiscuity or all of these kind of things, but sin is way more often than that um, a bad attitude, right? Or a, a an errant thought. Or those kind of things that maybe nobody else would ever even know about, but you mm-hmm. and the Lord, right? Right. Um, right. And those things, we need to take those and get them under the blood right. and let the Lord remit those things. Amen. Amen. I've been talking too long. I got to get, <laughs> get a drink of water <laughs> here fine. real That's quick. Fine. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, informal here. But uh, yes, it's a great discussion and a lot to think about uh, on. Repentance and remission. And it's um, in doing so, in continually going back and making sure, you know, that we are forgiven, that we are going back to the altar, it is of such benefit. I'll remember the first time I received the Holy Ghost up at Illinois Youth Camp. Uh, I felt so clean. Mm-hmm. There was just an inner cleanness. And that is, you know, the peace of mind uh, it's just of such benefit, even to our natural man, as far as 
you know, mental health and psychology and that kind of thing. Absolutely. But uh, it's, you know, God's way is the best way in so many ways. It is. And, you know, as we mentioned earlier, I don't, I don't, I, I personally don't know how someone can make it without it. The, the stresses of this life, the turmoil, yeah. the, the grief that comes right. inevitably to all of us at one point yes. or another, all of the, the trouble, the, the, just everything associated with living life as we know it. Mm-hmm. If, if I didn't have the Lord, Brother Albert, that I knew was my rock, that I knew was going to get me through I mean, I, I don't know what, I don't know how I would do it. Um, and I, you know, and I, and I, not to be, um, uh, you know, morbid or a downer or anything, but I I certainly understand how suicide rates keep climbing and, and, um, divorces rates keep, keep going higher. Um, because without the Lord, it's just, it's just extremely difficult. Right. I mean, the hope is not there. It's not there. That's right. You know, Paul tells us that we're saved by hope. Yes. Um, and, and that hope that we have in Jesus Christ is the, is the light that never gets extinguished, right? Amen. Amen. Any final thoughts? <laughs> uh, I just, well, first of all, I appreciate, you know, you've taken the time and you've come to my home and set up all your equipment. Oh, and, I, I, and, I, uh, I, I am blessed by this uh, personally and in the podcast. I'm sure our listeners are blessed, you know. I'm I'm glad you joined me. Well, I, I appreciate that. And and I would just say this, you know, I I love the word and I love to, to talk about the word and I love to um dive into the word and dissect the word. Mm-hmm. But I would also say this, I don't know everything there is to know about the word. You don't know everything there oh, is no. to know about the word. <laughs> and the other thing I would Not say 1%. is just because I said it doesn't make it true. Right. We need to, we as need the Marines, to get into <laughs> yes. the Word. Search the Scriptures daily and to that's see right. if it And so that's so. what I would encourage, and I know that you guys you guys do regularly. Encourage your listeners, and this is a wonderful um, avenue and, and medium for them to be able to hear some of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, just because I said it, don't take it as gospel. Right. Get in right. there and, yeah. and, and dive in and let the Lord speak to you. And, and let him open your understanding as he did for those disciples in Luke 24. Yes. Well, thank you, brother. And uh, let's uh, end with a word of prayer for all the travelers out there. And we know what, some of the things they face and everything. And uh, we will close this out. Thank you, Lord God. For Lord, we are so thankful here today. I've felt us, your spirit Lord, here in this word. room, God, as thank we you have for talked about us, your word Lord. and as we have Let tried to show Lord, some Lord, truths God. of the word of God about some extremely important, extremely key today. concepts yeah. and principles yeah. that exist in a relationship with you, Lord. And I pray today that those things that we've spoken about would would take root in the hearts of those that are listening, those that are traveling, Lord. Let them travel in truth today. I pray that you would anoint their hearts today as you have anointed your word. Let them receive and hear and begin to uh, allow that truth of your spirit and of your your repentance and the remission of those sins to take root in their hearts. And the Lord, all of this to have someone drawn closer to you. Yes. Amen. That's the goal. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Until next time, I definitely want to have you back. (laughs) Thank you, sir. I, I enjoy it. I love it. God bless you. 
Thank you for joining us today here on Truth Traveler. Any comments or questions, send them on in to truthtraveler1, the number one, at gmail.com. As always, check us out on our Facebook page, the Truth Traveler Podcast. Until next time, it's Brother Albert saying God bless you, stay safe. We'll see you next time.